And welcome to another episode of Dawn of the Harbinger. Possibly the last episode, depending on how everything goes tonight. Um, I don't even remember what episode we're on. We've been doing this for over a year now. Um, so we're pretty far into it. There was a lot of people that have been asking us a lot of questions. Like, when are we going to finish it? When is everybody going to come on the podcast so they can talk about it? When are we going to finish it? When are we going to finish it? <laughs> and when are we going to finish it? <laughs> Possibly what's taking so long. <laughs> yes. So, um, we will have to do... Um, once we're done with this, uh, quite a few people have asked for y'all to come on the podcast and talk about the episode and just talk about, you know, the game in general, do role-playing, discuss your characters, you know, that cool stuff. Um, I think it would be kind of cool, because I've never done like a pre or a post thing about a campaign session, because there there definitely has been some stuff y'all haven't figured out yet, which is okay, um, but you probably won't until after it's all said and done, and I would rather spoil those like on the podcast and hear your reaction on some of that um so it'd be kind of interesting so does everybody want to come on the podcast and talk about the episode talk about the campaign once we're done oh yeah yes as long as we have a candlelit vigil for chad (laughs) poor chad The most innocent man in the universe. (laughs) We'll have to set up something. I mean, we may have to do it off of our normal schedule or, you know, whatever. But uh, quite a few people have asked for, you know, a post thing on it. Plus the ending of the story. So let's go ahead and get with the ending. Let's see if we can try to get done tonight. Um, (coughs) No guarantees. But let's see what we do. Uh, Everybody uh, got their wound and strain fixed. By the way, I believe we, we were in the middle of stuff. So okay, see, Gilbot is dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, supposedly functionally obsolete. Yes. <laughs> um, Gareth has only had a little bit of strain. Um, the team has already rolled up their force dice, and we've got four whites, uh, four force, four light side, and three dark side uh, for us to play with. Um, last we left off. Um, Gilbot was... Oh, actually, would anybody like to do a small recap? Jackie's already Evan saying no. Do recap. Oh, do God, what? it was so long ago. I know. That's the reason why it's kind of like, anybody want to try? <laughs> I only remember one part. What part do you remember? <laughs> My least favorite part. <laughs> it's that... So, we got into the bridge, and it was all a bunch of, like, Sith energy battery people and then uh frizz came in and murdered gilbot but before gilbot died she uh told all of her children to come to the bridge and then frizz left and locked the door and uh now i'm surrounded in explosives yes there are um Outside of the all the cockpit windows and everything is a bunch of red blinking dots. Um, 
and they're all over the place, covering up pretty much the entire thing. Uh, Gilbot's body is, you know, laying next to you. Uh, but in a separate part of the ship, in the Harbinger, is two other people. And would anybody like to recap that? It's kind of five other people at this stage, isn't it? That is true. Six. Pardon me. I'm still alive yet. <laughs> Sorry, was it six? I thought it was five. Maybe because there are four Turks. I thought there were three. So, it may be that there are three. There's three, but one has passed. One was three Turks and one dead Turk. So we did kill one. <laughs> so Stranger's there are three Turk. Turks. So five, you're correct. Right. So, uh, another part of the ship, the, the somewhat haunting revelation, uh, Malokia and Gand discover a, I'm not sure what the collective noun for Turks is, but uh, <laughs> it's distressing. A distressing of Turks. Um, and uh, and we, we don't really know or understand the implications of it, but it does make some things perhaps a bit more clear that were a little bit unclear before. Um, and... But and there's yeah. different types of Turk, too. They're all not the same looking, same dressed, same... They clearly appear to be different people. Um, right. what, what that means or what that implies is is yet unknown. Because um, there's definitely uh, one Turk that is... has an idea, but the character would not have that idea. Uh, okay, well, Mel doesn't have a lot of ideas at this moment either. Um, but... Moloki is fairly convinced that uh, that there's some kind of evil coalition of jerks, regardless. Because <laughs> um, there's definitely she's... one that is definitely dark force ridden. That's you know kind of decrepit and old looking and such. Down further down the 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 hallway per se. And then there were two others that one was a little bit younger looking and then one that is pretty much kind of borged out in a way. And am, am I correct in my recollection that they described themselves as brothers? Correct. Metaphorical or otherwise, they said that you, you defeated one of our brothers and, and something like that. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's my, my cryptic recap. There's information there, but it's, uh, it's not the whole story, perhaps. Correct. And I remember Mel telling me that this is not a fight of uh, weapons, but a fight of wills. Ooh, that's a good line. Who said that? Well, because there's also been the thing where you have drawn your saber and, and okay. you know, had, had it poised and ready. And we that said sure that sounds like easy. something I would do. Yeah, that w that's where we kind of cut it off before the simple fact that we didn't want to get into a mass combat or a large combat scene right then and there as you know you had to get off or you know any of that type of stuff oh pardon me sorry folks i'm i'm definitely a little um a little on the unwell side tonight but i am i'm here and available and very excited to be playing mel again <laughs> forgot what a badass this character is i have to get back in the zone she walks in and says this is not a fight of weapons but of will and draws her saber fuck why did we ever stop <laughs> Uh, that was up to y'all. I mean, actually, we were all kind of busy. We had Warfare Weekend go on, and then on top of that, um, Thanksgiving holiday for us Americans, and then, you know, just a bunch of different other things. 
I think Thanksgiving holiday for us Canadians also interfered with the schedule. Like that's how long. Yeah, it's been. weren't y'all before us or something like that? We we are indeed. We're in October. Yeah. Uh, on on a Sunday Monday pair, which I think is just a way more logical way to have your Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, y'all were there. Um, so yeah, we, we did have a little bit of delay, you know, just life. So have you guys ever had con- considered having two Thanksgivings? So then you can get double dinners? So <laughs> I don't know how Thanksgiving is for y'all, but it's not like it's not a universally beloved holiday for folks who are in uh, potentially marginalized communities. It can be a challenging holiday. So, like, no. No, I'm, I feel like one is over the quota. Alright. Um, so who wants to go first? I think Gan should go first. Gan <laughs> is currently watching the door as you're dealing with the turps. So that no one comes up behind you. Well, technically, which scene do we want to handle first? I think we should leave the bomb scene hanging for as long as possible. <laughs> it's only been hanging for a month, and I feel like every minute that it hangs for is one that makes Evan's heart beat a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me my, my screen has a metaphorical bomb, like the proverbial bomb drop of the like revelation of Turks. Um, but uh, I think Evan's scene has a literal bomb. Yes, very much so. So, Evan, you're on hold. So, um... <laughs> You can continue to paint your miniature. Yay! <laughs> we'll come back to you in a little bit. Um, so, uh, Jackie, of course, you of Gilbot is dead, but you now get the privilege of playing Frizz. Dubious that it is. Uh. I'm so unrehearsed in Frizz. I know, this is kind of the purpose of it. Is, uh, so when I tell you to, I'll let you know when Frizz makes a showing. But you get to, uh, I will let you voice Frizz and uh, what's going to happen. You know her persona. You know why she's upset and why she's, you know, going to kill everybody. I mean, uh, work to kill everybody. Um, so that would be up to you. But I will let you uh, voice Frizz for the night. Okay. The nice thing about playing Frizz is I actually get to uh, kill and not be killed for once. <laughs> Assuming. <laughs> Max's face kind of got a little grimace and a little bit of a like, frown. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time that Frizz had died. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you want to do rolls? Because I don't have a... Oh, I'll, I'll do the rolls for you. Okay, that works. Because I have, I have everything okay, there. But you uh, you will get to voice and say and do whatever you, you know, your little heart desires to hurt the people that hurt you. Type thing. So, all right, um, let's go ahead and go with an initiative roll because there was a start of it. Uh, we were going to start that uh, before we did that. Um, so, um, Dan and Mel, go ahead and give me an initiative roll. Uh, yeah. This um, is going to be on a cool. Okay. My stats have perennially been the same in this particular feature. Uh,. Does not need to be here. 
So is your suggestion that this is a cool role imply that we went in with like a plan? No, that's giving us a lot of credit. Like a Mexican standoff type thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of tension there. Yeah. Can confirm. Feel intense. Let's see. Gotta wait for the dice roller to come back up because I accidentally closed that window. Yeah. Tension building, excitement. Oh, yeah, because I'm waiting it. to roll mine last because I, I want to describe it as it's rolled. I think uh, I think you're gonna win. I don't have a lot of. Cool so are we rolling this with difficulty or not? It's an initiative roll, we are not. Okay. Nice. That's a good roll. Um, I didn't get... Oh. Chrome not responding. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are your dice? Uh, Gan, do you want just one of us to roll it for you? or? Come on, we'll enjoy. Coming into our last session here. Okay, yeah, sorry. There we are. It's more impressive than mine. Ooh, even more impressive than the GM. That's exciting. Yeah. You actually uh, got first. Unexpected, but not unwelcome. Yeah. <laughs> Can't hold his action. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, that y'all have talked and everything and, you know, got things are going and you can feel that the tension is about to reach its point, even though you were like, I think we should probably talk this out and maybe, you know, work it out. And then you, you hear a lightsaber flare up, <laughs> you hear Gan, you know, uh, make sure that the, you know, the battery pack is charged and lit on uh, his <laughs> rifles and pistols real quick. You can hear the hum of, you know, everything lighting up. And then you hear two sabers light up. And Gand, what are you going to do first? Gand rolls his thermal detonator around in his hand. And he says to Malokia, I've got the door. I'm going to make sure Frizz doesn't come up behind you. No, I nod. The look on Malokia's face is obvious, even from the back of her head. Gan's seen this one before. <laughs> and, and Gan holds action. Okay, got to hold action. Uh, you hold action, and while you're holding action, um, the I'm, I'm going to label these so you kind of know the difference between old, middle, and young. <coughs> uh, just to make it easy, the old one will be the very dark, corrupted uh, Turk. Uh, the young one will be like a very, you know that he's very 
nice and clean and, you know, looks much younger, of course. And the middle is the one that you're used to uh, seeing most of your life um, that you've known a Turk. Um, and he actually wears the garb that you um, were hearing and seeing when they were when he was chasing you down. Uh, the young one is just using is wearing robes, and the older one is using like half armor, half robe type thing. Can but we call the young one Rod Stewart? Rod Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're sitting there, and all of a sudden, you see the older one walk forward and takes his staff out, slams on the ground and like motions towards Gand and you hear the door open behind Gand and you feel something tug at your hand. As you notice the thermal detonator pop out and it's floating in midair. You don't want to use that. And then all of a sudden, Malokia, you hear movement from your left and right as the young and medium Turk leap for you and strike at you. We're going to go with the medium first. Uh, what's your melee defense, by the way? Ooh, I have I have things for that. Uh, my melee defense is two. Nice. No reds in that. Uh, well, it upgrades two purples to two reds. So that's what I'm yes. saying. You're you're are you two purples or are you two reds? Oh, I'm two. Sorry. Yes. Uh, melee attacks are two purples, so I upgrade both of those to reds. So just two reds. Gotcha. That's what I was wondering if it was. No, totally good question. I. Remembering how the mechanics of this game work, but only gradually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see the young one leap forward, and you hear the hum, <laughs> but you feel a rush of wind kind of push by you as he leaps towards you. He will use that dark side and force it into a dark side to make sure the power goes through. Well, that's deeply concerning. Uh, you notice that he, the you hear the hum of the blade light up as he just dodges right past you, and he looks like a small blur, and he feels and you feel the saber dig into your body and cut you. Uh, standard saber damage. Um, do you have any defensive rolls for that? Uh, after you tell me how much damage it is, I can suffer two strain to parry it. Okay, give me one. Second. Pardon me, three strain to parry it, and I I will. Use the amount of the damage. I'm definitely not gonna... necessarily enough of it. Because <laughs> uh, standard is what ten plus whatever. Uh, yes, that is correct. Mine is only a nine because it's a special defensive lightsaber. But yeah, yeah, it's a standard is ten. I'm getting my cheat sheets. I forgot to get those up. Uh, so ten, so eleven damage. Cheat sheet. And of course, I get. Um, damn it. My bonuses. 
which is going to be four bonus. Um, going to negate your defensive bonus until the end of this round. That's concerning. Okay. Um, so go ahead and do what you need to do to parry. Uh, total of 11 damage. Okay. So I suffer three strain and I parry. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm reminding myself of all the rules. That's fine. It's, like it's, it's been a while since we played, so it's not that big of a deal. I suffer one additional strain. <laughs> Okay, I parry seven of the damage. Okay. And you when this the young Turk just it just flies past you at an incredible speed. And then the uh, middle aged Turk that you're commonly used to, uh, you feel you notice that he leaps from the air. And your defensive bonus. Uh, is good for now because this all happened simultaneous. Not convinced that that's a good thing. <laughs> oh, that's so many things. Yeah, that's so many hits. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, so you've got 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15... Uh, I cannot use that ability because he is completely corrupt um, in what I want. But we're going to give that is a uh, you get a black die in your next check. Would you like to parry again or can you? I Certainly can and must. Uh, what, what's the damage total? Uh, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. All right. So I will take eight. And I'm still alive. You, you sit there and you, you kind of you block one, but it digs into your side. And you go to stretch up to get the other one at the last second. And it as it does... You get cut down from your right-hand side all down through your shoulder really bad. And they both stand there in that evil, menacing pose of, like, the young one is, like, crouched, ready to pounce again. And the older one has got the lightsaber just standing there and is, like, you know, composed. And you can tell that he's using the dark side as his body starts to radiate energy out from himself. The... The dark side of the force is pulsating from his body. Um, it's your go, and since Max, you held, you can go at any time also. Do I get a sense that it's the the gentleman who's up kind of closer to the throne space who seems to be the one who was talking to us before, the one in sort of more of a leadership? Correct. And we're fairly far away from him at this stage? Uh, you're probably about 40 or so yards, give or take. Okay. Um, Alright, well, feeling quite badly injured, 
uh, and sensing that her opportunities may be equally limited fairly, fairly soon, uh, Mel is going to disengage from the two Turks, and she's going to close the distance to the, the old one and attack him with her lightsaber. Okay. Uh, so I will suffer strain to take two maneuvers, and I will attempt to attack him with my lightsaber. Okay. Do, do I need to roll? Yes, you do need to roll. Uh, what is what is his melee defense? He is only a standard melee defense. Okay. <laughs> well. Well, that got complicated very quickly. Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, that's actually not a hit, so I'm going to spend a light side point to re-roll it. Gotcha. That's a thing you can do, right? I'm yep. Just, I remembered all the, the things in this game. Yeah, you, you rush past him, and you feel like his hand like wave you across, and you're like, no, so you dig deep into the force, and you push yourself back into him. That's much better, better. hit. Okay, so Mel takes a disadvantage, whatever that means. I mean, presumably runs up the flight of stairs with a moment of carelessness. You know, lightsaber crossed forward, doing everything she can to uh, to end this encounter, or at least to end the person who's responsible for the terror that is the Harbinger. And she will do um, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 points of damage of those under quality. Okay. Or, uh, yeah, that one. You do you you I mean you just totally gash into him and you can tell that it struck really really deep and really hard. You take one point of strain for your uh, negative because of a pushing back on him um, from this, uh, but you feel it, you really cut deep into this guy's body. You can tell that there's like even though he's wearing like a piecemeal set of armor, it is not worth a damn. It's more like this is what he used to wear when he was a badass type thing, but not doing any of that now. It's just not working as this armor just digs super deep into the body and just he's, he reels back and you can feel that he's like super, super pissed and got this nasty glare at you. Did he lose focus on the grenade? No. Look at that. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh, you should you should totally shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> but see if I remember that would be shooting into melee. And I don't remember if this that's a bad thing in this setting. Uh, I don't nope. Remember it being a bad thing? I, I, I don't think it does anything. Well, my my initial thought was I would lay down covering fire on the other two. <laughs> Uh, maybe, yeah, that, that's a good option. I mean, I feel, I, I, honestly, I've got, I, this is a bit of a mystery to me. Uh, he did the talking, so I felt like I should do the, uh, the, the stopping of him. Um, I don't think I can handle another round engaged with those two. Uh, I don't know how I'm supposed to lay down covering fire, because I can't find my damn cheat key. Uh, I 
I'm going to flip a light side point. All right. And I'm just going to spray my blaster across the uh, room and hope that it causes them to be, like, focused on that and not on her. Gotcha. So you can technically, your blaster can shoot multiple people because it doesn't have, like, an auto mode type on it. Ranged heavy is yellow dice. Difficulty, since I'm not actually aiming at any of them. Nope. I'm just field of fire. Yeah, I think there is a penalty for that. Just can't remember. Give me a second. Um. There will be purple. three purples. Okay. You hit. I succeed, but evidently they all like. Okay, let's kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sit there and you blast off. What's the damage of your weapon, by the way? Uh, damage on my weapon. Let's find that. That should be on this spreadsheet thing somewhere. Where are you? Uh, damage is nine. So a total of ten. Yeah. Okay. And then your negatives. <laughs> you are now going to act last in the initiative order no matter what. Okay. So you'll be doing that. Um... You sit there and you spray the room and you're like, just lay down covering fire and such. And you hit the two, uh, the older, the, the younger and the middle aged Turk. Um, and then all of a sudden they, you know, they kind of, uh, kind of hold off and everything. And they're, you know, taking some damage because they weren't expecting that. And then all of a sudden the older guy kind of takes a blast to the shoulder and falls back a bit. And, uh, Mel, you notice that he falls back and slumps back a bit. Still alive, but definitely hurt. And the grenade drops. And you hear it roll across the ground. At least he's not armed. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, how does this work now, Gonzo? Um, Are we... I, I, I'm next, because okay. uh, he moved to the back due to those negatives. Uh, Fair. Uh, he can sit there and does that. All of a sudden, <laughs> the older one kind of pushes himself up 
and is like reaching up and trying to reach over to a console and just barely getting to it and is pushing some buttons and is like all this for nothing and just like starts pushing buttons real quick. The young one goes over and dashes towards Gand. Gand, what's your melee defense? Okay. Let me see. Melee defense. That should be on some armor. My melee defense is three. With a quick dash. Thank old technologically proficient Malokia for that. <laughs> <clears throat> you see him come and leap towards you and he's moving at a blinding speed. Knocks over and pushes the grenade away. And makes a slice towards you. Doesn't move as fast. Doesn't hit you. But definitely... Gets to recover. I bet. Pulls you off guard. You see the middle-aged one take and make a leap for you also doing pretty much the same thing oh. uh, fails to hit you uh, but does not do much of anything else um Tries leaping towards you, comes down and hits right next to you as you kind of shift your body out of the way at the last second. Martial arts training has helped again. Yeah. <laughs> and you see the lightsaber kind of dig through the ground. Um, it is now, Mel, your turn. Okay. Um, so Mel's in a situation right now where she... She's standing kind of on the throne space next to the fairly injured old Turk character, but is pretty brutally injured herself, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, she's going to trigger um, the uh, med pack equivalent in her Udbinar army, ar pardon me, armor, mm -hmm. um, to heal herself. Okay. Uh, and she's going to uh, adopt a defensive stance. Uh, as her maneuver, and then she's going to try to use her lightsaber to deliver a killing blow to the um, the old Turk. Okay. Um, defensive stance, and uh, and he's two purple dice, right? Correct, just standard. Perfect. Ooh, that's a uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will opt to do 16 damage and trigger a critical. Okay. Uh, you critical as you slice his body in half and end it, but as he's falling down and doing, you know, dying basically, as you, as you put, put a strike through his body, he's like, it's too late. It's too late. Late. 
disconcerted by the circumstances, but resolved in her convictions, Mel turns back to the other Turks, uh, and she says, uh, your, your eldest is slain, stand down, or meet his same fate. Um, Max? They, they don't surrender, I assume? No. No. <laughs> no. Negative. All right, we're gonna play uh, Vibro Knuckles here. Ooh. For the first time, I actually get to use them. Uh, so, do I have any ranks in coordination? That's a good question. That's important to whether or not I use. No, I do not have any ranks in coordination. So, so, that's not <laughs> so much for that. The, I had to buy it get something else. The uh, climax of the campaign. And we're like, how does, uh, how does melee combat work again? <laughs> yeah, I've never actually done anything in melee combat. I've got to be totally honest. No, that's fair. That's totally... Uh, and this is a brawl check. With the Vibra and Apples. Mm-hmm. And who looks to be worse off? Uh, they're pretty much about the same. Or less armored. Uh, the young one is less armored because it looks like he's going to be I'm going to go after armed. the young one. Okay. What do I need to roll uh, uh, opposition dice? Uh, standard difficulty. Two purples, sorry. So I hit. Okay. Damage? Damage from the Vibra Knuckles. Uh, is three. So four. But it is Pierce one, Vicious one. Pardon me. Sorry, folks. Total damage is Pierce 1, Vicious 1? Pierce 1, Vicious 1, and total damage would be 4. Okay. You slice into him, and it kind of does damage. You can tell him it's like, pulls away a bit. Yeah! It's time for you to die, Mel. Mel, as you He's sit not there... not the one you want to kill. That's you, me. You hear a lightsaber light up from behind you. And you hear Frizz's voice. <laughs> you guys had the wrong Turk. Your Turk was weak. He taught you about loyalty and friendship. But when it came to it, you were all liars. I was the only liar here. You all were. My Turks taught me how to accomplish real things with raw emotional power. As you Mel, turn around, Mel, I you did. see this lightsaber light up and come right towards your body. And you notice that she moves across the ground from behind you at an incredible pace. And kind of looks like a signature move that happened to her whenever she was captured and then killed 
by Turk. She lights the lightsaber up as it soon to touches your and it touches your body. Which one of us, out of curiosity? Mel. Okay. Um, you may parry, but at a red and purple difficulty. Um. Oh wait a minute! You don't have to roll for that. Yeah. It's just a a certain amount. Yeah. That's right. It's not a difficulty. Um, you may get half of what you normally get because it is close to your body. Uh, so you will take a ten. And one critical injury. Okay. So Mel will parry it. Um, so she will parry uh, four of it instead. So she takes six, which is not ideal. Um, oh, uh, right. Sorry. I actually don't remember how my defensive stance works, so let's ignore it for now. I'll figure it out next round. Um, and then one critical injury. Okay, what's the nature of the critical injury? Uh, so let's see. The amount of damage plus the roll. 1d100. Ready? Shouldn't kill you. No. Um, so... Just total six. So... You get... A, anything you do is an additional plus purple. Okay. And everybody make and. a fear check. Which one is fear? That is based off of your... I remember Isn't it cool? Yeah, I believe so. I'm just making sure because... Yeah, it's based off your cool check. Okay. How much fear? Uh, standard difficulty. Where'd it go? Did not fail, did not succeed. All right. Mail? Oh, sorry. Uh, we're making a, a fear check, is that what you said? Correct. You can either... It's discipline or cool, and you're kind of prepared for it because you were going against Sith, so you're going to use a cool check. Okay. Uh, that is a triumphant success. It is. What's the couple of negatives? Uh, your negatives is you technically are taken back. Strength. Um, as you noticed, Mel as you notice Frizz is standing in front of you and doesn't look like Frizz anymore. You can tell that the dark side has really taken over her body and it has started to destroy her skin and her face and her everything about her just does not look the same. She's sunken in, swollen, very, very cracked and destroyed skin. Um, but you do pass. Gand, you are taken back at what Frizz looks like right now. Okay. And pause. Yeah, pressing matters right now with two Turks. <laughs> and we will pause. And um, so, 
Uh, Gareth, we are now back at your area. And uh-huh. inside your area, of course, there's the cockpit. And it is a large cockpit. It's not something small. We, we already talked about this. It's like a huge transport, you know, type thing with a lot of people that were flying it. And all of a sudden, right before the doors, right when the doors close, you notice all these droids attaching and blinking lights are going off. And you can tell that the blinking lights are starting to get faster. What do you do? Cowboy? Cowboy, you there? Cowboy? Shit. Uh, well, first things first, we're going to try to blast the door. Okay. Where are you blasting at? Uh, well, is, I, I assume that there's like no, is the panel destroyed or anything yes, like that? Yes, she destroyed the panel as she went underneath it. So I'll just try to blow a hole in the door with my <laughs> pistol and see what happens. You sit there and you uh, kind of start laying a couple of rounds in the door and it's not doing anything. Hmm. Is there any kind of... I, can I go over to the remains of Gilpot and see if there are any kind of uh, comms devices that I can use to try and contact Gilbot or Gilboy? Make a uh, search investigation roll. Uh, and maybe a computer roll. Investigation, eh? And a computer roll to see if it's worth it or you can find it. So, sorry. Investigation and computer? E- either one. Either one? Okay. Yeah, which one's either? I can, uh, I can see that you know what you're looking for on a droid or you can just look very well. Right. So. Uh... I'm not going to either of those things. So we're going to just roll with it. (laughs) Standard? Standard. Alright. Yeah, that's bad. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, oh, no, no. You pick up like a a part you think and it's like, nope, that's not it. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Uh, uh, Hmm. So there's... Are there any alternate ways of exiting? Um, look around. That I can... That I can see. That is... Perception? Yep. Oh, I'm good at this one. Ish. Ish. (laughs) Got so much advantage, but that's nah. I'll use it to recover some strain, although that seems like it's probably not what's going through Garrett's head at the moment. Uh, I'm sure he's feeling very strained. You're, you're looking around and you're just like, there's got to be something. So now exits. Are there any terminals that don't have a person plugged into them? <laughs> there are a few. Oh, okay. Well, I'll walk on up to the one that looks the most important. Okay. What are you going to do? Uh, 
can I see if there's a way of uh, directing this thing on a course before all ways of controlling it are destroyed? I mean, you could try pounding keys until maybe something happens. Yeah, that sounds like that sounds like uh, my computer skill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go right ahead. Make an unskilled check. Is, did I roll a red dice for that? Yes, you roll a red dice for that. Okay. So I got one success and two threat. Okay. You're like banging away and you're just like, come on, push it. This has got to be, it's got to be. And you're like, all of a sudden the, the, the board starts to spark and starts to catch on fire and just start to, you know, light up with electrical fire going on. And it's like spreading down the terminals. And all of a sudden you see all the red lights around you start flashing faster and faster and faster. And the door opens up behind you. I run out the door. <laughs> <laughs> you run and you take off towards that door. And then all of a sudden you start hearing explosions. <laughs> Behind you. And you jump through the door and the door closes as you notice that you can feel the vacuum of space kind of like pull your clothes as the doors hitting and closing. And then it slams shut. And you can hear that the door may not hold. I'm going to keep running. <laughs> running down a hallway. It does not matter. Just away. Okay. You take off booking down the hallway because you knew something. You know something catastrophic is happening and going to happen. And you can feel it. You can feel it shuddering through the spaceship. Um, other people, you also feel this too right after... Uh, Frizz stabs uh, Mel. You notice, you can tell the ship is either A, very badly damaged or getting completely destroyed or something else is happening. But you can tell that there's something catastrophic just happened to the ship. Well, that's positive. Uh, well, Mel tries to kind of find her balance a little bit. Takes a second, kind of pulls herself together. Can I radio to the ships outside and say, "Someone, give me a description of what they just saw." <laughs> um, yeah, you hear it on the the radio. It's like, uh, looks like the front of the ship just exploded. The so the, wait, the whole front or just the bridge? The whole front is blowing up. Is currently blowing up. Yes. Perfect. Keep fighting hard out there, boys. <laughs> uh, I'll radio to, I don't know, Gand. Uh, I don't know, he's in the middle of a fight. <laughs> and I'll say, We've destroyed the bridge and most of the front of the ship from what we can tell, but Gilbot didn't make it. She will be remembered. 
Now you need to get yourself off this ship. Oh, believe me, I'm trying. Where Find are you? The first way off and go. Uh, how uh, am I meeting you somewhere? Like, what are we doing? Just go. The ship is mostly exploding. We're indisposed right now. You need to leave. Uh, fine. I'll I'll keep running. Uh, I don't actually really know where I'm going anymore now that my navigation is uh exploded. <laughs> I now realize. It has. But I'm going in the general direction that is away from explosion sounds. So <laughs> you sit there and you start running and you, you kind of, kind of remember, you know, that you should be taking certain elevators down and out. Mm -hmm. <coughs> okay. Do I run into any resistance along the way? Uh, no, pretty much the ship is an, on fire exploding and everybody's trying to get out now. It's the end of Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Alright. Well, I'm going to make my way to the hangar bay. Casual stroll. <laughs> Casual stroll. <laughs> We're just going to um, power walk to the hangar bay. <laughs> You know, make sure we don't get glacked by, you know, a trooper here or there. But uh, we're going to try to leave. Okay. Because, you uh, yeah. You hear people like calling a retreat, a retreat, a retreat, a retreat type thing because the ship is blowing up type thing. Mm-hmm. The next dude I see running in a direction, I'm going to follow. Okay. You start heading that way. You get down pretty much. It takes you a little while. Uh, but pretty much everybody is ignoring everybody else and just trying to get the hell off. Okay. Mm -hmm. And pretty much you're getting down. And you've got down to where your ship was. And the doors open up. And you can see your ship. That's where we're going. That's where I'm going. Okay. You run to that ship and pause. Um, and now, <laughs> back in the throne room is what we're going to call it. Um, you three are still there, plus the two Turks. Um, the Turks and Mel, or uh, Frizz, go at the same time, while you two are going at the end of the initiative. The young Turk looks over at Gand and 
throws his saber at you. Oh, good. I have three range defense, I think. But I think it's going to matter much against the lightsaber, but... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Range defense is super relevant. It It is a ranged attack. Yeah, range range defense is great against lightsabers. Your soak is useless. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You see that he expends the force to throw it, and it starts spinning towards you uh, and slashes the panel behind you, and you can feel the doors, security doors shut. And then the lightsaber comes back into his hand. I'm not trapped in here with you. You're trapped in here with me. Type thing. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the middle-aged one comes up and just takes his saber, stands still, and makes a dash towards Malokia. Turns around and tries to push her with the force. I was like, ah, it tries to push her. That's anticlimactic. Oh, wait, nope. We have magic powers in this game. Shut <laughs> 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 up. Well, you sit there and you feel you feel that this big old push comes up against you and you like hold steady. You're like, nah! as you feel this, you feel the Turk has pushed his, the force on you. is trying to knock you down. Um, Frizz comes up, takes out two lightsabers, lights them both, and then points at Mel and charges at you. Wildly swinging both of them at the same time. You can say whatever you want now, Frizz, as I get the roll ready. Um, I want to point out that she points both of the lightsabers at Mel uh, beforehand. Uh, and wildly swings them at you like you previously described. And she says the short and sweet line, um... She doesn't know what she says yet. Um, (laughs) The suspense is killing me. This time, I'll watch you be cut in half. Or maybe thirds. Oh. <laughs> oh dear. Uh we're going Amazing. to flip it. We're going to flip it as she digs deep into the force and rerolls uh, it. It is worth mentioning that I figured out what my defensive stance does and my melee defense is now 5. Uh but remember you're down. Yeah, or actually, so you're not you, what was the one you were? Are, do, does that reduce it by one? Does it reduce it by two? What's the situation? I no, don't... no, you actually add a purple to everything to the end of the encounter, is what it was. Oh, yeah, that that's yeah. that's affecting me, not affecting you, right? Correct. But we're going to re-roll that, and I'll have to re-roll it anyway, because you're a total of how many reds? Uh, now it's three reds, one purple. All right, now let's roll. And it works. <laughs> That's an odd roll, yeah. It is an odd roll, though. Um, okay, so first things first. 
Um, <laughs> that is so weird. Uh, the foresight kicks off as both blades come in swinging. And as she comes in and cuts, she like lets them loose and they fly behind you and into you. Flies back. It's like she's striking from a distance with the right hand while cutting with the left hand. And when she brings the saber in with the right hand, she lets go with the left hand and lets it slide out and starts cutting also. So it's like she's juggling the sabers as they come in at you. Well, that's not terrifying at all. <laughs> this this tiny angry jug, angry juggler is coming right at you. Um, you will get a blue to your next check, though, because of the negative failure. But you do take ten points of damage. Ouch. Parry's allowed and all that stuff, but... Yes. Uh, I can parry for one less strain right now. So I will do that. And I will parry 10 points of damage. Sorry, is it, did you do 11 damage? Or 10? 10 total. Or actually 11, because okay. the lightsaber is 10, so 11. Okay, so Mel takes one more wound. So you, so you have one wound left. I, I have one wound. Oh my! It's starting to get bad. Uh, proved parry. When parrying a hit that generated a despair. You may attack once with the lightsaber uh, after the attack resolves. Oh, no, sorry, I may hit the attacker once dealing base damage, so I don't roll. So, uh, Gonzo, can I use that despair to hit Frizz as yeah. she comes in? Yeah, you can use that instead, okay. instead of uh, the... I just, the I just get to do base damage, which is nine. Gotcha. That's, a, that's an improved parry attack, apparently. No problem. I parry so well, I make it difficult for you. You come in and she's she's got these sabers just going off like crazy and stuff, and all of a sudden, uh, you're like trying to block it all, and you see an opening right off the bat and just smash right into her side, and she reels back as you can see this black energy just reach and go all over her body as you hit her. Um, I believe it is y'all's turn. Uh, Gan goes last no matter what because of a critical issue. And so you go first, Mel. Okay. Uh, so Mel, um, she uses her force power to heal herself. Okay. Um, and then she, uh, re-enters the defensive stance. She holds her lightsaber directly in front of her, protecting herself, and chooses not to attack Frizz. And she says, um, we never meant to abandon you, and we won't abandon you now. And she holds her guard. Okay. Go ahead and say something, Frizz. I can tell that you want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, Frizz doesn't say anything, uh, but you can see wells of tears coming down her face as she keeps going ham at you. 
Mel's blocking the blows as effectively as she can, and she's she's striking forward to keep Frizz on on her guard. But you can tell that there's no there's no desire to strike Frizz down in her actions. Okay. Um, Gand. I still have that uh that the young Turk right. Yes. So I guess we're gonna keep going at it because there's nothing else. There. I don't pay attention to him. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have a thermal detonator there if you want it. The thermal detonator is on the ground right now, and no one has it, and it's I mean, away from me. So I'd have to leave where I am to go get it. Yeah, I mean that that all sounds bad. I- <laughs> So, so we're we're gonna actually. I'm gonna look and see. I have two fists. Why do I only get one attack? <laughs> a punch is a two-handed attack. <laughs> yeah, double punching. Anyway, I miss with my my haymaker. Yep. So. You swing and a miss. Uh, next initiative. Um, young Turk that is standing next to you definitely comes in and makes a strike towards you. Three melee defense. So I guess that's two reds and a purple. Oh, that's right. It is two reds and a purple. My fault. Let's do that again. Um, you sit there and you come in and you think I've got this I'm going to be able to and all of a sudden his lightsaber just goes right across your chest and he speeds past you in a blur and you take 12 points of damage of course no soaking allowed yeah and um, the negative if you have an ability that helps that if not I'll have to just give him a negative um You get one. This just makes the rest of Gan's short life really easy. You get one free maneuver as he moves past you. Use it to pick up the thermal detonator. I'm gonna pick up the thermal detonator. <laughs> uh, you glide over and grab the thermal detonator, and then all of a sudden, the middle one turns towards you, and you can feel a push of the force coming towards you. Not like anything I can do about that. Wow. Uh, you sit there and you feel him just kind of... You, you feel this momentum and you feel that overwhelming power as you take one, two, three, four, five points of strain and are thrown against the wall. Oh... That's our light side. That's our yeah. light side. I'm confused by light side thing. Correct. Oh, is it? Wait, was this Young Turk? <laughs> no, this is Middle Turk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why you gotta be like that? 
But yeah, you get slammed against the back wall as you get force pushed backwards. Frizz. You sit there. She's standing there trying to reason with you. The dark side is too powerful. Oh, it's so you, powerful. You knew oh. in your heart of hearts. It is dead now and they are dead to you. And you will strike her down with all of your anger. And all of your death will be brought onto her. I tell Malikia, I say, go ahead, make me regret this. It only lets me become more powerful, destroy you. Then she, uh, swings at her again. Uh, melee defense still five. Yep. Uh, and all of a sudden, you see her body start to shimmer, and you can hear that terror scream of, uh, her her little minions and everything else that you heard when Turk was chasing y'all coming from her now. Oh, that's that's not ideal. Uh, if Mel's conviction wavers, she doesn't show it in her stance. <laughs> she holds her lightsaber aloft in both hands directly in front of her in a stance that feels a little bit like a knight templar holding a cross. She stares directly at Frizz, and she says, if it takes my death for you to understand that you have a place here, you have a place here. Are you relinquishing your defense, then? I am not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> not Frizz's death, my death. That's what I'm saying. If you're relinquishing your defense of not doing defense, she won't get any oh, negatives. She'll have to work for it. Okay, okay. I mean, like, not very hard. I'm don't know if anybody wins or she <laughs> I don't know how to take this roll. Um, she swings past you, and one of the lightsabers gets thrown a little bit too far, and she has to reach back and grab it. But, um, her bonuses? She gets bonuses to her defense for the next round. And she's kind of thrown off by your don't hit me type demeanor. And you just stand there. Mel, it is your turn. Uh, Mel is going to uh, use the power of the Force to uh, to heal herself again. There's a diminishing return on this, but I'll take yeah. it while I'm here. She'll remain in that defensive stance, hold herself as as you know close to the Force as she can, channel the power of Udbanar, the sort of life-connecting force of everything around us, felt even in the desolation of space in this soulless place. And uh, she will she will turn to, to Frizz and say, your, your master is slain beside us, and the power that you're feeling corrupts you even as we stand here. Let it go. Relinquish it. There is a path back to the light. Dan, it is your turn. I'm dead at the end of this turn anyway. <laughs> because of the atmosphere. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Dan, uh, where is the place where detonating the thermal detonator will deal the most damage? On what? On all three... On, on the problem that Gand created. On Frizz. On Frizz? You would have to get right on Frizz, which is really much right on Mel. As they're locked in melee, sabers are crossing and, you know, 
powers were struggling. So you would have to get pretty much, if you wanted it, you would need to be right on Mel. Or right, right on Malokia, which would be right on Frizz, which would then be all together. You could possibly, as a thing, put Frizz between you and Mel. Dan's going to put Frizz between him and Mel, and he is going to tell Mel... I'm going to flip a light side point. Oh. Mel, get the... away. This uh. is my problem. I created this problem by the uh, cowardice that I showed in the face of a Turk. It is my problem to deal with now. Get away. And Gand clicks the thermal detonator. Alright, what is the damage for a thermal detonator? Okay, I have been looking at the rules on the thermal detonator. <laughs> Since, like, session three. Yes. <laughs> uh... Can Mel flip a light side point to disengage? Like, uh, out of action? Possibly. The um, idea with me flipping the light side point to, to say this was to try and give Mel to disengage. Yeah. Okay, I, if I, that's I, whatever yeah. the situation is. Yeah. If she can get even a little bit further away from the blast, I think she'll accept that consequence. It is... Uh, the damage for a direct hit with a thermal detonator is 20. Okay. What's the uh, blast radius and what's the damage of the blast? It doesn't tell me what the blast radius is. It leaves that up to you. Okay. So we're going to half, uh, which uh, would be male. Blast, the blast damage is 15. Okay. Breach 1, Vicious 4, uh, Limited <laughs> Ammo 1. <laughs> yeah, I figured it would be a limited. Ammo 1. <laughs> yeah, I figured it would be an ammo of 1. Uh, Vicious 4 is pretty nice. Yeah. Um, okay. You reach up, you go and you just get into get into Frizz's space and click the detonator. Um, you are instantly gooed and sprayed across Mel. And Frizz, you are instantly gooed and sprayed across Mel. Before, before I'm instantly gooed, I want to, uh, Frizz yells out to Gan and goes, No! No, Gan! We were friends! My, my plans! My plans! <laughs> And your body is sprayed all over Mel. Mel, you take seven points of damage because you were pre-warned um, instead of the 15. Um, but you will now be scarred for life because this is twice three. This is three people you cared about have had their bodies sprayed across your face <laughs> in a glorious fashion. Yeah, no, for sure. Mel's uh, probably <laughs> fucked up beyond belief. Yeah. Turk was blown up and thrown up all over you. Frizz, which you were trying to save, is now body parts thrown across you. And Gand is now all across uh, actually, you. Actually, I don't Pulled know if there's enough new left of Gand. If it was a thermal detonator, it's probably at. <laughs> Is this Romeo and Juliet in a galaxy far, far away? <laughs> <laughs> so. 
it's more like Macbeth. Like, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, Young Turk and Middle Turk are making their way towards you, Mel. Young Turk leaps towards you, spends his action getting into melee, and Middle Turk uses the force on you to push you. Well, uh, Mel's still in her defensive stance, uh, although a little more scarred and a little more covered in gore. Uh, she does not harbor the same positive will toward the unsettling of Turks. Nope. You feel a push and you're pushed back and the bonus will be to one of my guys. What do you do? Pardon me? What do you do? It is your turn. Oh, sorry. I didn't quite catch you. Uh, so there's uh, a Turk engaged in melee with me. Is that Correct. right? Young Turk. Okay. So um, Mel is going to use her, her maneuver to, to stand defensively, and she's going to swing in it with the lightsaber. Um, she's going to say this isn't how I wanted things to end for Frizz, and I, I can't let the Harbinger stand. Okay. Uh, what is his melee defense? Uh, just two purples. Okay. To get a single. Oh, well, that's uh, that's, that's a lot of numbers there. That, that's a dead guy. I'm not even going to go any further than that. Uh, yep. Because he has no defense against it, and that puts him way over. Uh, you slice down and cut through his body, and it just kind of like just falls down and falls apart. I'm going to recover some strain. <laughs> uh, Middle Turk leaps forward at you, bringing it down directly on top of you, kind of like stabbing into you as he leaps past to come next to you. And... Doo -doo. As you take 13 points, you may do your parry if you'd like. I certainly would like. So I did attack last round, so I do not get to do so for less strain. But I will parry oh, 10 of it. Pardon me, 10. Okay. Take 3. And we will be going for a critical effect. Um, so one of those. Your critical plus your damage... That will be. Was critical. Pardon me. The critical's plus the vicious rating. It's only plus damage if he exceeds my wound threshold. Um, your brawl and agility checks will also be a purple. So you've got two uh, purples on almost anything you do if it's a brawl and agility check. Fortunately, my 
I do not use brawl or agility for lightsabers. <laughs> I use intelligence. <laughs> uh, and then he will give you a black die on your next check. That seems totally reasonable. Your go. Uh, okay, so Mel is uh, pretty gravely wounded and running out of the ability to heal herself very effectively. Very much at the end of her rope. Very alone in this moment. Um, she's used magic of her armor to protect herself. Everything she's crafted and everything she's built. Um, and she's slain most of the Turks, but is standing opposite the last one. This might be the moment where Mel dies. Okay, folks. Uh, this all comes down to a last lightsaber roll. Uh, she holds her defensive stance, and she tries to swing again at this terrifying Turk. Is he the same uh, two purple melee defense, or does he have more? Uh, no, he has the same two purple. Okay. But you're technically now one red and two purple because of the upgraded to all of your checks. Oh, right. Sorry. I did three purple accidentally. Yeah. Uh, so one red and one purple. Is that what you said? Uh, two reds, one purple. And you get a black die. I Okay. I added the black die. What's the extra red from? Oh, no. Sorry. One red, two purple. Okay. What's the extra purple from? <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Because don't forget, this isn't brawn or agility. This is intelligence. No. Okay. It is one red, one purple, and a black right. die is what you're getting. Got it. Uh, there we go. Uh, oh, and I get a bonus one because I'm now fighting one combatant. Okay. <laughs> oh. Even better. Much better. Uh, so Mel levels her blade and uh, strikes as true as she can. And she says, this is for Frizz, who I couldn't free. Okay. And she lays into the Turk for 17 damage and a critical. And what's your critical? It is a 105. He's still alive, but he suffers two strain and has zero defense now. No, the wrong thing. Wrong one. You reach down, he's gonna, he gets a black die in all of his rolls now, as you sever his left arm. Mel, almost holding her breath, uh, barely keeping it together. She's staring with a lot of confidence, but she's, she's bleeding from multiple scars. She's covered in wounds. She's been pushed back against the wall. She's nearly at the back of the room, kind of trying to hold it together. But the calm has not left her eyes. He reaches in, pulls his saber out, flips it to his other hand. That's where the black die comes from, because he's not ambidexterous. Leaps forward at you, pulls from the inner strength, and swings his saber at you. No bonus damage this time, but you do take 11 points of damage. Mel can parry ten of that. <laughs> <laughs> I could not parry eleven of that. Uh, so that cost me three strain because I attacked last round, so I'm now at eleven of eighteen strain and thirteen of fourteen wounds. 
I was pretty sure I was dead there. Let's, uh, let's... Uh, yeah, all it needed was one more damage, and it would have got you. For sure. Running out of tricks real fast here. Uh, okay, so Mel Mel makes an effort to finish this. Uh, so just so that I can run through this again, it's a red and a purple, because it's upgraded from the, the injuries I've suffered. Correct. Uh, it's my regular lightsaber check with intellect. Uh, it's my bonuses, because he's a single opponent. Do I still have a black die? You still have a or black die. Or is that die. gone from last round? Nope. Still have a black die. Okay. Uh, all right. <sighs> um, she levels her lightsaber as best as she can, and she tries to to swing as disarmingly as possible. Uh, I will trigger a critical and do thirteen damage. You hit him, and you slash up and take off his other arm. But when you do this, you cut through part of his torso and pretty much take off half of his torso in the process. He had six hit points left. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you feel the ship. And you can feel it falling apart. Uh, okay. Um, Mel looks over to the distended bits of Gand and looks over at the scattered bits of Frizz. Uh, she looks at the three destroyed Turks in front of her and, and all she can think is that while her life is destroyed and all of her friends are dead, that her galaxy is at least safe for the time being. Um, it, does it even seem remotely possible to escape the destruction of the ship or is this inevitable? That you can try. Alright, uh, she puts her lightsaber on her belt and she starts running toward the uh, the hangar bay. Okay, you start running. Uh, Gareth. Gareth. Look up from your miniature. <laughs> Hi. Um, you're sitting there and you, you run and you jump up on your ship and all of a sudden you sit there and you're in the cockpit and you have a couple of other people that are jumping in on the ship because it's a small cargo type that y'all had and you start lighting up your ship you start hitting buttons <laughs> start the car start the car hello 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 uh, hello hello who is this who is this Gil? The only. It, are you my ship now? How did you... What did you... Never mind. Thank God. Oh, yeah. uh, okay. We gotta get out of here. You hear Gil's voice, but it comes in very broken and frazzled and is not making any sense. It just kind of repeats patterns. Oh, wow. That's so weird. Uh, Alright. All uh, can I track it back to anything? Well, it depends how long you want to sit here in this spaceship and try to do that. I, is, is the ship running? The ship is on. It's, it's, it's ready to take flight. All right. I'll 
I'll radio to Gend <laughs> and see if they're almost done with what they're doing. No response. Uh, is Mel on the same radio channel? Yes. Uh, is at this point is she running? Yes. Uh, she says I'm I'm running for the hangar bay. I'm almost there. Good, cause uh, we gotta get out of here. Um. Meanwhile, while that's happening, I'll continue trying to figure out this gill thing. Okay, you you take uh, the spaceship out. Mel, the ship is falling apart around you. It is literally going to fall apart. What do you do? Um, do you continue running? You can feel like parts of the ship coming apart. Uh, Mel has some force proficiency with, with foresight. Um, she just tries to look into the future just, just for a moment to see if there's any way that she can get out of this. Go for it. While you're doing that roll real quick. Um, Gareth, you're like punching buttons and all of a sudden, and you're like, what is this gill thing? What is this? What is this? What is this? And you hear, you hear a recording just going back and forth, 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 of Gilbot's voice, just back and forth. And then it cuts out and dies. Hmm. Aww. <laughs> was it like a... Can I tell if it's like... Was a signal I was receiving? Was not a signal. So weird. <laughs> uh, can I... Can I... Look around and see if Malokia's ship is in the hangar. It is still in the hangar as you're now departing the hangar bay. Alright, so she's got she's got a ride out. She's good. You look over, and as you turn to look, you see Gilboy sitting on the console next to you. Like like in the ship? In the ship. <laughs> oh buddy. Uh, good work out there. Yeah. Mother? You made your mom proud. Mother? Where, where's mother? Didn't she call you? Did she tell you? Mother. Oh. Mother. Get go boy. She's she's not gonna respond. She's uh You're on your own now. And then you see his lights dim and shut down. Can I, like, pat him on the head? You reach over and you... It's like... It's a shutdown robot. Mm. Alright. Well, this is sad. 
<laughs> Mel, you sit and concentrate and concentrate, and you're like, how can what? And you see a couple of possibilities. One, that you have Gareth fly by and pick you up at possibility. And two, you have death in front of you. The chances of either happening, mm, not good on either one of them. All right, Mel picks her moments, uh, understanding the impending destruction of the ship. Uh, she radios to Gareth a specific coordinate, and she takes a deep breath and jumps into the air. Gareth, you hear this voice walk over, uh, and you hear Mel go a certain coordinate, coordinate number, and then nothing. A dip. <laughs> and I'll, I'll go to that coordinate. Okay. You head off to that coordinate, and you see Mel's body floating in space. And you can see starting to get stiff as the deadness of space is coming around her. Is there a way that I can get her into the ship without killing everyone on board right now? There is. Okay. I do whatever that option is. <laughs> <laughs> you take the ship and spin it backwards, open up the bay, and slam it pretty much into reverse to get her inside the ship. You get her inside the ship, close the cargo door, and you can feel... Give me a piloting roll. The ships around you is starting to blow up. Well, what's the difficulty? Standard difficulty. I'm going to make it harder. <laughs> because this might be the last time I get to do this. Double or nothing! Double triumph! What? Double triumph! Oh. Oh, it's oh. just the hyperdrive, my friend. <laughs> you sit there, and all of a sudden you feel parts of the ship hitting you, and you, like, punch it. And all of a sudden you warp out. Um, and I think that's the credits there, right? <laughs> um, you know what? Actually, that's not a bad place to stop because you know what we could do on the podcast? Could tell the epilogue? Tell the epilogue. Yeah. Well, not me. Or <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, that is, however, the time that I have to leave, so I will have to love you folks and leave you, uh, but it is convenient timing. Love it. And with that, guys, this officially concludes Dawn of the Harbinger. We will be back on a podcast episode, and we will discuss an epilogue and discuss everything that's going on. From all of us to all y'all, thank you for listening. Thank you.